Morning, church. How are you? You have to be better after that, right? Amen, amen. Let me uh, invite you to take out your teaching notes. We are in the third part of a series entitled The Toolbox for Life. And in this series, we're looking at the tools that God gives to us to combat everything that the world wants to say is right and good. And what God wants to speak to us is something that's going to be bold and call us into some action that some of us are going to be reluctant to do, and others of us are, are just saying, I just want to be taught, and I want to grow fast. So that's what this series is all about. So I just want to um, ask you to, to think about this with me. It's not good enough just to want to be successful in life. Will I get any amen to that? It's not just good enough to want to be successful in life, in marriage, in business, in education, in retirement. Uh, it's not good enough just to want that. And, 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 and so the reality is that we have these human desires and human determination that will get us so far down the path. And sometimes that path is not what, where God wants us to be going. But when we turn and say, okay, God, uh, we're looking at your picture of the preferred future for my life. What is it that I need to do to move away from my personal desires and determination and claim that which you want for my living so that I can become all that you want me to be today and all my tomorrows? And that's what we're trying to communicate in this series. So the passage of Scripture that I've chosen as the umbrella for this four-part series comes to us from the Old Testament book of Ecclesiastes. And in this text, it talks about an axe. Here, listen to this. If the axe is dull and its edge... In fact, why don't you say it with me? If the axe is dull and its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. Here's what I understand from my own personal experience. Sometimes the edge of my life is dull. Sometimes this axe is very much like my life. I can run it over my hand. And it's so dull, it's not going to cut me. There's no bleeding. I'm not even worried about it. I'm so dull. I'm just... Rewind. <laughs> I'll see if I can be a little bit more. No, I won't do that. Um, but we are all dull. How about I'll be inclusive? And, and the reality is, is that many of us live our lives, this entire, our entire lives this way. We've never taken the time to sharpen the blade of our lives with God's picture of the preferred future for us. All we've done is listen to the world, and when we listen to the world, uh, that blade is going to get dull, and it's going to take a whole lot more energy to get through life the way God wants us to get through life. But, but, but when we decide that we're going to look at skill, and that is that picture of the preferred future, if we look at that skill, uh, then we're going to have success. And what I'm trying to learn as I'm trying to teach you in this four-part series is I'm trying to learn how is it that I continue to sharpen my blade, not only during this four-week series, um, but in every week of my life, every day of my life, every breath I take of my life, how is it that I can live 
with God's picture in front of me and the world's picture behind me and keep striving forward. That's my desire. So in this uh, uh, first two parts, here's where we've been. For those of you who are guests either in the house or watching at home or wherever you may be around the world, uh, the, the fun part is that we get to see, we, we have people watching us from a lot of different places. And, and so where we've been is um, uh, skill number one or tool number one is that we need to figure out how to live with naysayers, negative people. So we're going to do some calisthenics today, so just get ready. How many of you uh, would agree with me that you have a naysayer or a negative person uh, someplace in your, the history of your life, perhaps today? Would you raise your hand? Yeah, I, I think so. And the, and the tool that I didn't hold up the first two weeks is this circular saw. Um, many people who are negative people just love to use this saw and just kind of rip us um, rip us apart. I had another phrase, but I won't say that. Um, but, but it's true, isn't it? We have naysayers in our lives. The second one is simply this. Uh, know how to recognize uh, what really is important in our lives. What's important and what's not important. I shared with you last week that the Gallup pollsters have said that the greatest cause of stress in the United States of America today is incongruent, an incongruent lifestyle. And what that simply means is uh, that we have, uh, for those of us in the church uh, who have been a part of the church, we have a set of beliefs that we try to live by that are biblical, and then we have uh, another set of beliefs that we sometimes wander to and we use. And God is saying, uh, you know, you're going to have this tension in your life, you're going to have this stress in your life if you continue to live over here rather than with this set of beliefs and live here all the time. So if you were to assess your, 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 your life today, how much of your life would be here with 100, or what percent, let me just leave it that way, what percent would be uh, living with the beliefs that are scriptural, biblical? You know, that's the question that we must all ask ourselves. So today, uh, I want us to look at this question is, how do we maximize our strengths? How do we maximize our strengths? How do we maximize the way God created us? and to live with those strengths. How do we do that? So I want to give you five ways uh, that I believe God uses to shape our lives. Uh, I'm going to be using the acrostic of the word shape. Uh, again, this is the way I remember things. And so the acrostic of the word shape is going to lead us in how God wants to, what God wants to do in our lives to give us that picture of the preferred future. Are you with me? Okay, so you really need to have your teaching notes out now. You need them out now. So uh, if you don't have a pen, prick your finger, bleed, it's good. But this, this is how important I, I think this stuff is. So here, here's the first one. The S in shape stands for spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. Every single one of us, when we accepted Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, uh, we, God blessed us with spiritual gifts. I don't know how all that works, but that's what the Scripture says. That we've all been blessed. If you've crossed over that bridge of faith, if you crossed over that chasm and you say that I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, God has bestowed upon you spiritual gifts. Look at this text, 1 Corinthians. Each, uh, go back please. Each one has his own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. We all have gifts. Here, look at some of these. I just narrowed them down. Administration. Yep, thank you, Bronwyn, has the gift of administration. Uh, evangelism. 
uh, that we like to tell the story of Jesus and what Jesus has done in our lives. Uh, exhortation, that there are some people who love to uh, proclaim the name of Jesus. Faith, giving. Let me just say uh, that we have a congregation here who, is, who, who, who has a spiritual gift of giving. Uh, in so many ways, whether it be uh, the widow's might of a, of a small gift to the large gifts of our church. Last year, uh, we had an amazing year financially. We achieved every single goal and plus much more uh, than, than what we have ever, than we were thinking about in 2017. 2018 was an amazing year for us. We'll tell you more about that. We have the spiritual gift of giving or leadership or merciful or serving. Now, you all have been given at least one of these gifts. And now let me share this with you. These gifts are not for you. They're not for you. God didn't give you these gifts uh, for your betterment. They are going to be for you. They're, they're going to make you better, but that was not the intent. The reason God gave you a spiritual gift is because God wants you to use that spiritual gift for the building of God's kingdom here on earth. And when we decide to do that, uh, can you imagine we have probably in here about 400 people, I don't know how many watching at home, 400 people right now, and can you imagine if all of us, if we decided that we were going to claim our one gift that God has given to us or our multiple gifts and go out into the community of Fort Myers or wherever you are from and decide that we're going to work at it together, all for the glory of God, and it's not, gonna, it's not about my benefit, it's about the benefit of the kingdom. Wow. Can you imagine what would happen? I can imagine. I, I, I'm beginning to have that vision. And I think God wants to give us all that vision. Now, the reality, though, here, here's reality, that there are so many people who put their backsides in a pew or chair every single week who do not know your spiritual gifts. For some of you right now, you're hearing this word and you're thinking, oh, that's not what I thought it was going to be. A spiritual gift is a blessing from God and that, that wires you up in a special way that God says, I want you to use this gift for, for the proclamation of the good news of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And if you use yours and I use mine and together we do it, nothing can stop the work of Jesus Christ. Nothing. But here's reality. Many of us Many of us have, who have been a part of the church for also, oh, oh so many years and, and, and some who are brand new to the church and others who have stepped in here because you, you were invited by your mother, your grandmother, somebody, and the last place you wanted to be is church. I get it. I understand it. But we're all here, and many of you do not know your spiritual gifts, and it's like this. It would be like this. It would be like I received this wonderful gift on Christmas. Karen wrapped it so nicely it was uh, there beside the Christmas tree. And I'm looking at it uh, for all those days prior to Christmas. And I actually know what's inside of it. <laughs> and, 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 and so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, man, I really want this. But if I open it, what will happen? I won't have it to look forward to. And so I, I'm just sitting there, uh, and I'm, I'm letting the gift sit there. I'm thinking, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go out to my backyard, and I'm going to take uh, the shovel, 
and I'm going to dig myself a hole in the backyard, and I'm going to dig it uh, in, in, in a way that's big enough that I can put this box down into it, and when I put the box down into it, I'm going to cover it back up because I know where it is, but I don't want to open it right now. I'll, I'll save it for some time in the future, and, and I'll just wait. You know what? That's the way it is with many of you. you, you you've just allowed it to be buried. You, you've allowed it to become undiscovered. And what God wants for you more than anything right now, this very moment, I believe, that God wants you to say, you know what, I want to un uncover, I want to discover my spiritual gifts. So we're going to give you some help. Uh, I've asked my administrative person, Bronwyn, <laughs> uh, to provide a couple ways of doing this. Uh, one is some of you we know uh, uh, still like paper, and, and so we've placed a lot of these paper inventories, spiritual gift inventories at the Welcome Center, and, and you can just go by and pick one up. There's only simply 85 questions. <laughs> so, so that surprised me that I got a laugh there. So here's what I want to say about the laugh. Please understand me. Did we laugh because, why did we laugh? You can do this in 15 minutes. Is that too much to ask? Really? So, I, 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 thank you. But, you know, I hear three no's in 400 people. And so I simply want to ask you, for those of you who do not know your spiritual gifts, would you consider going by the Welcome Center, picking up one of these paper, or go online. Here it is. Uh, you can go to our website, cypresslakeumc.com. Uh, there's a link there uh, that you see right there, uh, spiritual gifts, real, real complicated. And, and, and you can go to it, and you can do it online, and you can do it at home. Now, here's, what I, here's my instruction for you. Do it today. For those of you who take paper, What's going to happen is, if you don't do it this afternoon, it's going to be put maybe on your desk or someplace on your counter, and six months down the road, you're going to find it. I think it's so vitally important that you do it today. Don't wait. Make it happen. God is wanting you to use your spiritual shape, your spiritual gifts, for the changing of the world. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you are sitting there thinking, well, God can't use me to change the world. That you're absolutely wrong. God can use you. And we do it one life at a time, one community at a time. So I want you to have your spiritual gifts. S stands for spiritual gifts. H stands for your heart. Your heart. What, what motivates you? What is it that interests you? What is it that, what is your passion? What is it that, keeps you up late at night? And what is it that wakes you up early in the morning? See, that, that, that's, that's your heart. That's what, that's what gets you going. I, I got in touch with my heart again this week. Uh, on Thursday morning, uh, um, very early, I, I had the privilege of driving down to Naples uh, with Carrie Myers. Uh, Carrie is right there. Uh, and also Ansel. Uh, Carrie is our coordinator for the prayer, 
um, for the Fort Myers Community Prayer Breakfast and active on the personnel committee, and is former personnel chair, uh, many other things in the life of the church. Uh, but we learn something about ourselves through dialogue, and that is we have a common passion for homeless people. Uh, we just can't stand it when we see a homeless person. And, and many of us have this, such a, an image of a homeless person uh, of being somebody who's just uh, done so many things to themselves that, um, that, that um, uh, they're homeless because of that. No, it's much more complicated than that. And so we went down to what's called the Matthew House, uh, St. Matthew's House, uh, down in Naples. It's a wonderful ministry. And, and in fact, they provided all the coffee last year for the, the prayer breakfast. And he, here's what we learned. I, we took a tour of the men's facility, of the women's facility, uh, of, of their of their offices area, office area. We had time to speak with their uh, chief, financial, chief financial officer and also to uh, the chief of their engagement, uh, their volunteers. And, and, and she said, give, give me her name again. Can you remember? Ashley. Ashley said, uh, well, our ministry is based on Matthew 25, verse 35. <laughs> and it slapped me in the face. My life verse... The, the life verse that I try to live by is that verse. Matthew 25, 35. Here, look at the text. It says, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. When we left that place, my heartbeat was just moving. I mean, my, I was... It was racing. I was so excited about the possibility that this might be a new partner for us in ministry, not just down in Naples, uh, but up here in Lee County. We have a huge problem of homelessness. And God is saying, Tom, you, you see the people who are hungry. You see the people who are thirsty. You see people who are, who are naked or need clothing. You see them. What about doing it here in, in Lee County? That's a heart. What's your heart? What are your interests? What are your passions? What wakes you up early? What makes you go to bed late? Are you just thinking about them? Or are you doing something about it because you are shaped to do it? So there's your heart. Uh, how about this? How about, how about um, all right, let, let me just finish this up. Can you give me one more? So why did God do this? Why did God shape you this way? Because God wants to use you. Simple answer. God wants to use you. Now, let me get to abilities. S-H-A, abilities. Uh, we all have natural abilities. When we're born into this world and we take our first breath, we're, we are given natural abilities. And, and these natural abilities help to form the basic uh, nature of, of our lives. Now, uh, I also think, though, that um, we allow others to influence our, our abilities. We think that, uh, that we th other people think that this should, these should be our abilities, and so we've just claimed them. And I have some problem with that. Uh, there, there's a book out, and, and, and I just became familiar with it, and I've read most of it. I, I don't like all of it, but that's like most books. It's called The Pinocchio Parenting, um, Bellistano, I think it is. Uh, is Chuck Bellistano is the author, and, and he talks about 21 outrageous um, uh, things that we tell our children. 
And, and, and one of the things that we, uh, one of those things that he says is, is, is that we uh, tell our children that they can do anything they want in life. Well, not really. You don't want me to be a nuclear scientist, do you? Really. Uh, um, so, we, we are given special abilities when we're born. And we, and we need to live into those. Um, so, let me, let me ask you this. How many of you, and I know I won't get all of you to raise your hand because especially the men won't raise their hand. Uh, how many of you have ever watched uh, American Idol? Raise your hand. I knew the guys. I don't think there are very few guys. So we have American Idol, and for those of you who do not know, this is a singing competition in which the judges go uh, to, very, to a lot of different locations, and people line up around the block in order to have their audition. And, and um, there are some who get up there, and they always want to show a few of these on television. Uh, where were their parents? <laughs> where were their friends? Uh, some of you know that uh, uh, Karen, uh, who is the director of traditional worship in the fine arts series, uh, she is an opera singer by trade, and she's also taught university music and, and voice at um, uh, various universities. But one of her first jobs was at the um, Miami Christian College, and there was a young woman who came in to see her, and Karen was sitting at the piano, and the student came in, and she was just like all vivacious. And Karen says, well, what do you think you want to major in? And she says, well, God told me uh, that I'm supposed to major in music. And so Karen said, well, great, let's, let's listen to a little bit. And, so, uh, um, uh, and Karen said, well, why don't you just sing for me, Jesus Loves Me. And, and she sang Jesus Loves Me, and Karen could not recognize it. And so Karen had to figure out a way of saying, and God is telling me to tell you that you're not gifted for music. We have abilities. We have natural abilities. And so we need to use those. We have our spiritual gifts. We have our heart. We have our abilities. And now here's, here's, here's the P. P is we have our personality. Uh, we have our personality. Um, psychologists tell us that there are 16 different uh, um, types of personalities. And then um, there are a, a lot of variations based on those, hundreds if not thousands of variations, uh, because of, um, uh, of a person's uh, passions or because of their experience or because of their education or um, whatever. Uh, there's a lot of variations. And so we, we, we have uh, the personality. And, and so um, let, let me tell you what, let's check it out. We're going to do some calisthenics here. Ready? Uh, I'm gonna get, we're going to do a personality survey just to see uh, what, what we have in the house today. If you're watching at home, uh, call the office. I don't know. Uh, but um, but here, 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 so here's the first question. Uh, see, how, see what kind of personalities we have. And we have some unique personalities in the house today. How many of you um, love routine? You love routines in your life. Raise your hand. Uh, okay. How many of you don't care about routines at all? Yeah, that's what I thought. How many of you um, uh, live for organization? You'd love to be organized. Raise your hand. Um, I see some of you are trying to get above higher. Uh, um, and some of you are raising the hand of somebody next to you or pulling it down. It's either one. 
So, uh, organization. So, how many of you? Uh, how many of you don't like organization? Just fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, yeah, I can trust that in some of you. Uh, how many of you uh, have an orderly way of making decisions? Raise your hand. How many of you just make decisions just however you can? There you go. Some of you uh, are really having a hard time. How many of you? Uh, how many? How many of you are extroverts? Raise your hand. How many of you are introverts? Raise your hand. Now, uh, some of you say, Tom, you're an introvert? I am. Uh, I love to be in the back of the room, uh, but you know what? I live, my, my, what I do, what I've been called to do, is to live in an extroverted world, but I'm an introvert. And so... And some of you didn't raise your hand because you're a true introvert. Um, um, uh, let me see. There's one more. Um, how, how many of you are morning people? And how many of you are night owls? Okay. Here, you want to hear the good thing? It doesn't make any difference if you are an extrovert, introvert, if you are a morning person or a night person, if you are organized or you don't give a flip about organization, uh, whatever it is, here's the good news. God wants to use you just the way you are. God says, I can use your personality for my work. Look at this text. There are different kinds of work working, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. So I, I don't really care how you're shaped, what your spiritual gifts are, what, where your heart is, where your abilities are, what your personality is. God created us in his own image. And God says, I want to use you. So here's the E. Uh, the E simply stands for experiences. All of us have had unique experiences. Um, uh, my unique experience comes because I have lived in a lot of places. I grew up as a missionary's kid. I, I, I grew up in Cuba. I uh, left to go to Boston. I went to Rhode Island. I, I went down to West Palm Beach. West Palm Beach, Florida. I went to Sarasota, Miami Beach. I moved to Montevideo, Uruguay, down in southern South America, Argentina. Moved back to North Florida. Went to uh, college in Florida Southern College in Lakeland, Central Florida. I, I went to one-year graduate school at Emory. I went out to Dallas, Texas, and did the work out there. I came back to Miami. I went back to Texas. You know what? All those experiences helped form me, shape me. So all of your experiences have helped shape you to be the person God wants to use for the building of God's kingdom right here. Let me wrap it up. The biggest reason we don't move forward with our shape, what keeps us from becoming who God wants us to be, the biggest reason is fear. That's our biggest reason. I think about this passage of Scripture in Matthew uh, a little bit earlier than my life verse. It's, it begins with verse 14. And in there it tells a story 
about, a, uh, about an owner of, 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 of an estate of, of property. And he's going away for a long period of time. And so before he leaves, he gives to uh, one of his servants, he gives uh, 10 talents. A talent back then is equal to uh, a year's wage. And that's where the word talent comes from. So he's given 10 talents to a second servant. He gives five talents. And to one servant, he gives one talent. The, the master goes away for a long time. He comes back. And when he comes back, he goes to his three servants that he's given these talents to. And the, the, one talent, the one man with the ten talents, he says, oh, Master, I invested it wisely, and now from the ten, it's now doubled, it's twenty. And the man that was given five talents was, was given, uh, said, Master, I've doubled it. I went from five talents to ten talents. And the one with one talent, he said, Master, I was afraid that I would lose the talent. So I went and I buried it. truth is, that's what we've done. Isn't it time in our lives to uncover our talents, to uncover our spiritual gifts, to uncover our hearts, to uncover our abilities, to uncover our personalities, to uncover our experiences? so that we can claim the shape that God has given to us, so that we can grow and move and become all that God wants us to become. We're, 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 God is never failing us. But we're just not claiming what it is that God wants for us. We're all unique. Our thumbprints are unique. Our eye prints are unique. Everything is unique about us. But God wants to use you. And God has a really good sense of humor because God said, Tom, I want to use you. So let's pray. God, help us to come to a moment in time, this very, very moment right now. Help us to come to uh, this moment and say, uh, we want to claim our shape. We want to claim all that you've created us to be. We don't want to just uh, surrender, but we want to uh, listen and be shaped so that we can uh, fulfill your call upon our lives to bring light and hope, peace and joy into the lives of people around us, our family, our community and the world. So we offer this prayer in, in your name and all God's people said, amen. amen.